There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, private partners. Uh, happy New Year, firstly and foremost. 2022, baby. Here we go. Uh, now, um, I wanted to kick off the new year because it's the new year with something a little bit different for you. Mittens away. He's in Mexico. Of course he is. He's hanging out there. So it's me by myself. So I thought I would do something a little bit different on the episode, which is talk to you guys about actually podcasting, something that we do. Now, I have always been honest with everyone from the start. That was the whole point of private parts from the very beginning. Um, and I thought that the fact it's 2022, a lot of you have slid into my DMs. A lot of you on the streets have come up to you, to myself. And you've always asked me, how do you do a podcast? Uh, I want to start a podcast. How do you grow it? How do you do all these different things? So I thought I would sit here today. I would explain how Private Parts started and the quick history behind it. I, then I thought I'd give you three top tips that I believe helps when creating a podcast. And then I was going to go and answer some of your questions. Um, it's a little bit different, but I thought this would be great and something to give you at the very beginning of the new year. And if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you've been putting it off, hopefully this episode will get you out there and go and do it. Go and do your own podcast. This is the year for you. Okay, let's get into it. Now, I better kick things off with how the podcast started and where it started and how it became the success, I suppose it is today. Um, and firstly, I would explain that I had been doing television. I've been doing Made in Chelsea, which was a episode. It was 10 episodes, 10 days of filming edited into one episode an hour long. And I would have a screen time of about 10 minutes. So for me, I wanted something more in depth. I wanted more conversation. I wanted to sit with my friends or people that I admired or liked. And I wanted to sit with them and chat to them about different things. I just didn't want to chat about breaking up and kissing and relationships. I wanted more than that. And that's why I started a podcast in the very beginning. And as a lot of you old listeners know, uh, my co-host at the time was a friend of mine called Francis Bull. Now Francis has left us now and Mitten's come in. But I thought a great idea from the very beginning was Francis and I had these great conversations together. And I wanted to bottle that and put it out there. Um, so I was in the south of France. I was filming out there. I was filming Made in Chelsea. This was about five years ago. And uh, I said to France about my idea of starting a podcast. I think we should sit together and we should chat about different things. And he said, well, what should we chat about? And I said, well, maybe we should chat about, we should chat about um, a diary that I had. I, I wrote a diary when I was traveling around South America when I was 19 years old. I'd never revisited the diary. And I thought, well, why don't I read this diary to you? And hopefully it'll be fun and interesting. He said, great idea. So I had the diary with me. We sat in a cupboard in the south of France in our house that we had there. I had a microphone that I bought off Amazon. You can still buy these uh, Amazon microphones today. A blue Yeti microphone costs 120 quid or whatever it is. And we recorded an episode where I read my diary to and he commented throughout. And it was interesting, fun. It was raw and it was hilarious and all these different things and everything that I hoped it would be, it was. And I thought, well, this is really exciting. I want to do something more with this. So we came back to the UK and I met up with a production company called Spirit Media, who still do the podcast today. It's Spirit Media and myself created together. And 
They said, look, we can edit it. We can distribute it to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And we can help with everything surrounding. I said, fab, that's great. He said, what are you going to call it? And I said, oh, I don't know what we'd call it. And for me, people hadn't been being that honest in the media. I found that people in the newspaper had lied a lot in newspapers and on the news and made in Chelsea, we lied a lot. And social media was coming about and we were lying a lot on social media about our lives, about what we looked like, about who we are. We weren't being real to each other. And I thought, well, let's call it Private Parts because this podcast is going to be a true podcast about areas that we shouldn't normally talk about, let's talk about. And that's what it's been from the very beginning. We get different guests on, they sit with us, and they reveal the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. That was our tagline in the very beginning. And cut to four, five years later, we've done over 400 episodes, um, you know, do all these different stuff. And, and it's one of the things I'm most proud of. Now, what I want to do is I want to give you three top tips, which I believe will help you in starting a podcast. And going off the back of what I just said about being honest and open. My first point is that be true to yourself. Now, if you're thinking of starting a podcast and you know nothing about finance, don't start a podcast about finance. If you're sitting here and you love gardening or wall climbing or sweets or whatever, start a podcast about what you know and what you love. Start and do that because the truer you are to your audience, the more they will relate to you. I did Made in Chelsea for many years. And the reason why I was able to do it for 10 years is because I was real to the audience. I never had to pretend I wasn't someone that I wasn't. And that's the same that goes for podcasting. Make sure you are true to yourself. There was an amazing um, broadcaster, an interviewer called Larry King. He was an American interviewer. You may know him or heard of him. And he died recently. And he... For his first ever radio job, he went into it and he met his producer and the producer asked his name and his name was Lawrence Somebody. I can't remember his name. So let's call him Lawrence Somebody for now, but I can't remember his surname. And the producer said, we can't call you Lawrence Somebody. It's got to be more interesting than that. You've got to be more interesting. Why don't we call you Larry? And they opened up a newspaper and it said King. Let's call you Larry King. I'm going to call you Larry King. That's going to be your name on the radio show. And so he was put into the booth. The red light went red and he was live on air and he stopped and he paused and Larry King said, hello, everyone. My name is Lawrence somebody, um, but I've been told to call myself Larry King, and I thought I should be honest with you from the start. And he truly believes that's what his success was. So if you're thinking of launching your podcast in 2022, be true to who you are. Don't try and discuss or talk about things that you don't really know about. Whatever it is, focus on what you know, what you love, and what you're interested in, and your podcast will be a success. That leads me on to my second point, which is about consistency. Now, the good or bad thing about a podcast is you must be consistent with it. Um, you can see grass with different podcasts go up and down all over the place. And you can see that if a podcast is sporadic in terms of you do an episode one week, three weeks later, you do another one, four weeks later, you do another, then you don't really get this constant graph which is going up. You kind of get it sporadic because the audience can't rely on you. They have to rely on you. It is so important reliability. 
We made the decision on private parts that every single Friday we would release an episode, come rain, come shine, come hurricanes, come whatever it is. You know, as our listeners, that every single Friday you can go onto the private parts platform and there will be an episode for you. We then developed that into a Wednesday bonus episode as well, and we've made that consistent, but we've done that for the past four years. Because not only are you giving us a little bit of your time, we have to make sure that we deliver the best for you. So consistency is absolutely key. That also brings me back to my first point is about being true to yourself. Because if it means you have to be consistent when you're making a podcast, that means either releasing an episode every single week or doing a series like lots of other podcasters do. A series is where you do 10 episodes, 15, 12 in a row, and then you stop and you then wait a bit and then do another series. At least they're being consistent. But the consistency means you have to love what you're doing. So if you're, again, speaking about finance and you don't really care or love or know about finance, trust me, after a while, you're going to get bored and your podcast will not be consistent and therefore you'll fail. So be consistent with your podcast. The third tip I want to give you is about growing an audience. Now, this is one of the hardest things to do. You know, for private parts at the very beginning, Francis and I were on a TV show made in Chelsea and we had an audience already via Twitter and Instagram and we could talk about the podcast on social media. So we straight away had a bit of marketing power. And a lot of you who are listening to this right now are thinking, well, that was the way that you grew your podcast. And perhaps you have no followers on Instagram or wherever it is and think that no one's going to listen to your episodes now, when we first launched, yeah, we did. We got about four to 6,000 listeners an episode, and that was it. You have to remember, we're sort of hitting 100,000 listeners an episode now. And that was probably four to six. It was probably 10,000 over a week. We're now doing 250, 300,000 listens a week. Um, and that's because we've grown our audience. Yes, that goes back to the consistency. You know that you're coming to our episode every single Friday and we've done that consistently for four years. So yes, of course, we're going to grow. But how do you do that? Francis and I realized, or Private Parts as a team, we realized from the very beginning that Francis and I just sitting there together talking about our stories with each other, that we were going to start to lose content. That it was probably going to become a bit mundane and we're going to become a bit boring, repeating things, not being that interesting. So we decided to bring a guest on every single Friday. Now, not only did that mean that it was far more interesting for myself and for whoever my co-host is, is because we get to meet and sit and chat to different interesting people about their lives, which is far more interesting than talking to ourselves, but also made it that each episode was slightly different and slightly fun. It also means that your guest is bringing their audience over to you. And that was fundamentally really important for us. Our audience was only the, the limit that was listening to the podcast was six to 10,000 at the beginning. So we would bring someone else on the podcast and their audience would then listen to us and they like what they listened to so and they would stay. So once again, I go back to the same thing. If you're talking about gardening, rock climbing, if you're talking about Formula One, whatever it is, get people on who have a audience, doesn't matter how big or how small it is, they at least have some sort of audience. They will then come on your podcast. They it will be a great podcast. Then some of their followers will then stay with you. That's how I honestly believe you grow a podcast, really and truly. And the last thing is about growing a podcast is that the quality is important. Now that comes down to interviewing techniques and things like that. And I very much learned over the years of how to interview someone and how to chat to someone and making sure that it isn't about me, it's actually about the guest, but it's also about the quality of the audio. 
Never try and cut corners when it comes to things. Yes, buy a cheap microphone that costs 120 quid from Amazon. You can get one now if you go on. It's called a Blue Yeti. You can stick it into a computer and you can record it. It's very simple to do, but never cut corners on quality. It doesn't cost too much. It stays pretty cheap, but make sure that happens. Now, those are my top three tips that I hope kind of a little bit helpful for you. But also what I get all the time is different questions asked in through my DMs and asked in over emails and all sorts of things about private parts in general. And I thought this might actually help the individuals who are listening right now as well. So the first one I always get is who is my favorite guest that we ever had on? Who's the favorite guest? Now, I've had lots of favorite guests. Um, Spencer Matthews, unbelievable guest. Uh, Jamie Dimitriou, who is the amazing actor um, and comedian who does Slathlet's Flats on Channel 4. He tells a story of uh, being in RADA, which is genius. Tom Lucy, who now does co-hosting, his first episode he ever came on was simply genius. Um, uh, we had Tash Dimitriou, who's Jamie Dimitriou's sister, who was just simply incredible. London Hughes, an amazing comedian as well. She came on. We're fortunate enough to have loads and loads of different guests who have come on and I couldn't possibly pick a favorite person. But what I can say is that the great thing is, is when you get someone on, a guest on, you chat to them, the in-depth conversation you have with them really kind of leaves a long-lasting friendship together. And that's what I love about the podcast is the fact that you leave the episode having had a great connection with that individual. The second question I, I get a lot is interview techniques. How do you interview someone? Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Like I said, I'm always honest with you. At the very beginning of doing private parts, I used to talk all the time. I always talk, but I used to over-talk everyone. I used to cut people's stories off. I still do it a lot of the time. I used to think the podcast was about me. Now, we started the podcast with myself and Francis chatting, and so it kind of was about us. But then it developed into being an interview podcast style. And that means when you bring someone on, you have to remember that you're not the main focus. They are the focus. So my tip to you is if you're creating an interview style technique podcast, sit back, relax, and allow the other person to do a talking. You know, when you go to a dinner party and you sit there, and maybe you're a little hungover, you're a little tired, or you're being a bit insular, whatever it is, ask questions to the person sitting next to you. Ask them about their family, ask them about their job, ask them about what color they like, what food they like. Find a topic in mind and ask them a question, then they will respond. And that's very much like podcasting. Treat it like a dinner party, almost where you're feeling a bit tired or that you don't really want to talk much and the other person wants to talk. Don't try and overshadow them. The biggest mistake people have in interviewing techniques is when they feel like they have to overshadow their guest. And also, don't, you don't have to bring the energy. I always thought that being louder and shouting and all these different things would actually create energy in the podcast, but actually it's just a little bit freaking annoying. Stay calm, stay relaxed, and allow the, the guest who is on the podcast to be the star. You don't have to be the star. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. 
Now, the big thing I suppose that everyone wants to know about podcasting, the question I get all the time is, how do you make money? Do you make money from a podcast? Now, again, this is a podcast where I want to be true. Yeah, podcasts do make money if you get it right. Now, the way that you make money in a podcast is through something called a CPM, basically cost per thousand listeners. So every thousand listeners that you have on your podcast, you are paid a certain amount of money. That's how it works. So the money comes from the adverts within your podcast. So I know sometimes when you're on a run or you're running down the road or you're eating your lunch or whatever it is, and you're listening to our podcast and suddenly an advert comes across, you think, God, that's just annoying and boring. You have to remember that we pay for all the production costs and everything behind it. So the only way that we make money as podcasters is through those ads. And the way that you do that is again through that CPM, so cost per metric. The more listeners you get, the more money you're paid. Now, there are lots of ways to be paid for a podcast. You can join a agency that helps you find brands. We very much do that. We partner with an amazing company called Acast and they go out there and they find us different brands, Coca-Cola, Dashwater, Candy Kittens, Evian, whatever it may be. And they ask you to do an ad and we say yes or no to each one. But there's also another way of doing it because perhaps someone like you don't want to join with a big agency like that because perhaps they take too much of revenue. So I would suggest to you, if you're starting a podcast and you're doing it on gardening, I don't know why I keep going back to gardening, but let's just keep going with this gardening idea. If you're setting up a podcast and you're going and you want to talk about gardening and you use different tools that you like within the gardening area, go to the companies that you like, that you generally use, that you actually use on a daily basis. Go to those companies and explain them what you're wanting to do with your podcast and ask them to sponsor you. Send them an email. Send it out to five, six, seven, ten different companies explaining every aspect of your podcast. Make a great little template. So those are the two different ways to do it. And so you as an individual who's listening to this and thinking, right, you know what, I... I potentially don't want to go into the presenting side of a podcast, but I want to get into it. And a great tip I would suggest that if you want to get into the production side of things is find the emails of every single podcast that you like. So go and find the emails of the people who create it. It may be a production company, it may be individuals, it may be whoever it is, maybe private parts, it may be Shag Marinoid, it may be Off Menu, Elizabeth Day's How to Fail, whatever it is, go and find the emails for the people who create it, who produce it, who are behind it, and email them. Email them your CV, email them the reasons why you want to join the team, and go and do that, and never give up. If you really want to be in the production, never go. Send the email again, send the email again, send the email until they give you uh, an interview. And once you get the interview, you're then in the room, at least you've got a foot in the door. That's honestly what I would suggest. Now, the last question uh, I get asked all the time is um, how the production behind a podcast. Now, I've spoken a lot about the presenting side and me and sitting there, but there is a whole team behind the camera, behind the microphone that do everything for us. We have a team from our producer, Katie, to our soundman, Felipe, to our videographer, Jack, to marketing team, to distribution team, to uh, to our brands team, to everything. So there is, you know, commercial team, whatever it may be. We have a huge team behind private parts. There's lots of things here. Firstly, uh, you can create a production team and really go at the podcast industry like we have in private parts. And that's very expensive and it costs a lot of money. Or you can do it on the very cheap end where you go and buy a microphone and you go and sit there, you plug it into your laptop and you sit under your do 
groove in, you record it that way. Each way doesn't matter. It just depends how you want to do it. You can even plug your headphones into your laptop and speak into your laptop. You can even do it into your phone. It doesn't matter. Podcast is audio. It's about your thoughts that are coming out of your mouth and you're recording them. So it doesn't matter how high quality you want to make it or how low budget the microphones are. As long as you're recording your audio, that's what matters. That's what a podcast is. You recording your audio. And also the big thing for me, which I made a mistake at from the beginning, reflecting back on private parts, is I wanted a million people to listen to my podcast straight away from the start. I wanted everyone to listen to it. I remember I woke up on the first day of the podcast being released and only 2,000 people listened to it, as I said, and it grew to about six or whatever it was I said before. You have to remember that when you start a podcast, you're never really going to get as many listeners as you hope for. But it doesn't matter if one person, two people, a hundred people, a thousand people are listening to your episode that you released. You still have one or two or 10 or 20 or a thousand people who are listening to something that you want to talk about. And that is a, a, a victory in itself. Don't try and go for the viral hit. We all want to get the million listeners straight away, the million view. Start small and grow. Also, when you start small and you grow slowly, you will grow a core audience. I wanted a million listeners straight away, but that's a viral hit. That means you don't actually gain the kind of core audience that we have today on private parts. So it's going to be a slow burner, but that's why you have to be consistent with it. And then the last thing I would say is don't compare yourself to anyone else. We do that on social media all the time. We compare ourselves to what other people are doing, what their other successes, whether what car they're driving, what holidays they're on. Never, ever compare yourself. If you're doing a podcast, it's your podcast. Stay in your lane and just understand what you're trying to do. Put your blinkers on and don't care about what anyone else is doing. When I reflect back on private parts, a lot of the time I think, ah, we're not doing as well as them. I wish we're doing better than these guys. Why have we dropped down below those people? I was always comparing myself to others. Never compare yourself. And also just on that note, don't compare yourself to others in general. Just don't do that. A lot of you guys listening to this right now won't be launching your podcast because you're going to be worried about what your friends, your family, your peers are going to be thinking of you. And that will mean really sadly that you'll never go and launch the podcast because you're worried about what people are going to think. Don't care what people think. Don't care if you're going to be talking about, as I keep saying, gardening or snaps or poker or whatever you want to talk about. If you want to talk about it, go and do it. I wanted to have fun with my friends and talk to them. And people made fun of me at the beginning because I was starting a podcast. No one knew what a podcast was. And four years later, we're still doing it. So whatever you're doing, go out there and do it. And if 2022 is your year to launch a podcast, make sure you go and do it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode today. Uh, it was a different one. As I said, we're going to be back next week with our typical bonuses and our Friday episode is coming up this Friday. A really exciting one. We're going to come back. But I thought because you guys have been so loyal over the four years, I thought I would give something back to you. Now, please email us any more questions you want to know about podcasting and perhaps I'll do another episode. It's contact at privatepartspodcast.com or slide into our DMs at privatepodcast. Slide into my DMs. Ask me any more questions. But go and do a podcast if you have put it off for this many years or if you're thinking about do it, go and buy that microphone right now and start it today. Good luck. Have fun. See you on Friday for another episode and Happy New Year. Small details are big surfaces. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.